You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Do you believe in magic? I'm talking about the magic when you meet that person you know is the one. And for many of us, I'm talking about that magic that exists between you and that special pet. And that magic that is on stage being performed right before your eyes and you can't believe what you're seeing. Well, our special guest today has all of those qualities. I'm super excited because we have the number one illusionist in the world on our show. And when it comes to helping animals, what he does is just pure magical goodness. Please give pause and applause to the one and only Rob Lake. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right. Now, folks, Rob Lake performs all over the world. You know, forget that old pull a rabbit out of the hat trick. Rob has actually made an armored truck containing a million dollars poof, disappear. 15,000 people saw him do that. I'm wondering where the money is, but we'll get to that later. And he has his beautiful assistants willing to be cut in pieces, but he brings a special partner to his act. It's an adorable, silent partner, a six-year-old Yorkie mix named Roger. Now, Roger tours with Rob, and Rob does raise money for animal rescue causes. We're going to find out a lot more about Rob and Roger right after we take this commercial break. So, listeners, don't pull a disappearing act. We'll be right back because you're in for a magical ride. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, I've had many celebrities and top dogs in the pet world on our show, but this is a special treat. For the first time, we welcome the best illusionist and stage magician on the planet as our guest, Rob Lake. You guys know him. He's performed before sold-out audiences all over the world. He's performed for our troops. He's even performed for uh, pet causes in his hometown of Norman, Oklahoma. Now, Rob has earned... I'll do some bragging for you, Rob. Is that all right? Sure, I appreciate it. All right. Now, he's got what they call the holy grail of the magic world, and he did it 
as the youngest age, the youngest musician ever to earn the honor called the Merlin Award. Now, to give you an equivalent, that, that's like winning Best Actor at the Oscars. So magic and illusion, Rob, wow, they just seem to be part of your DNA. Give us a little backstory. You grew up in Norman, Oklahoma, right? So did you just wake up one day and say, here in Norman, Oklahoma, I predict one day I will be the number one magician on the planet. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I, I saw a magic show when I was 10 years old, and I just knew then and there that that's what I wanted to do and what I was and meant to do. It was more of a calling, I guess. So tell me about that show. Was it, what kind of, do you remember the magician and what was it? Did you have sure, a good seat? It, or? Sure. I, I, had, I had a terrible seat, to be honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I was so enamored. It was a large-scale show. It was a, a mega show where they made tigers appear and disappear, and, and uh, people levitated, and a helicopter appeared. And, and it really, really inspired me to be a stage illusions. There are lots of different types of magic, and my specialty is the grand-scale large illusions. And um, that's what inspired me. That's what got me hooked, and that's what I started working on immediately when I was 10 years old. And I saw some radio clips on you, news accounts, and somebody got actually a tour of your warehouse uh, you know, sure. we know all about Prince and all these other famous celebrities with their warehouses, but tell us about your warehouse. And I know you can't tell us everything, but it's got a lot of magic there. It does. It has, you know, of course, it's where we store my illusions that are not being used, or, or we have a lot of things in the show that we cycle through. So it's where we build and engineer and design illusions. It's also where I house my collection of magic. I collect posters and artifacts from old magicians of the past. So in essence, my warehouse, which is in a secret location, very, very few people know how to get there. <laughs> um, Batman, you know, Batman knows. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It, it, it's, a, it's a really cool place where all of my magic lives and, and comes alive. I'm just imagining, I know you're not going to tell us where it is, but there must be like this little invisible force field around it that even the mailman can't get to, right? <laughs> you, you never know. That could be it. Oh, we're going to play the cat and mouse game. Okay. With this, we're going to get more about your magic act, but you know, our listeners are just dying to know your whole world turned upside down in a good way, I guess about a year ago when you were back in yeah. your hometown. So tell us about how you met Roger. Well, I live in hotels. I'm on the road about 90% of the year. And the hardest thing about being on the road is not having a dog. Yeah. I'm such a dog person. I've always... I've always had a dog in my life, but being traveling this much, I really needed a dog. And I was looking for one. I just never, I went to the animal rescue groups in the, in the pounds and I never found, you know, it was one that was going to be good for me and also good for the dog to be on the road. I was out to lunch uh, with my grandparents one day and uh, we happened to drive by where there's a pet adoption. So I just pulled over on a whim and there were two dogs in a crate and they were both really cute and sweet. And it had been rescued from a drug house. And uh, Roger happened to be one of these dogs. I picked him up and I couldn't put him down. And the cool thing is my grandparents, who, who I never thought were dog people, saw the little female that he was rescued with and adopted her at the same time. Oh, no. What's her name? Her name is Lily. And do Lily and Roger, are they actually litter mates or they just came from the drug no, no, house no, no. together? They, they just came from the, they're not related, but they, uh, they're different breeds, but they came from uh, the same rescue situation. So it's really neat when he's home, he gets to see his old friend and, uh, and they and love to play with each other. What kind of dog is Lily? She's also a terrier mix. Okay. All right. So I think you had the best magic act performed on you by a four-legged rescue dog. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think they often find us and rescue us. So he was, uh, I, I saw him and I was supposed to travel that weekend, but I canceled my travels just because I wanted to stay and bond with him. And, and it was uh, a, a really uh, a good thing and a good sign. And um, he's been so good for me. And he actually loves to travel. He's been me, uh, to the beaches with me. He's been to ski resorts with me. He's been all over the world and absolutely loves it. So who skis better? 
I hope you didn't pull uh-huh. a Tim Daly and break a leg or anything. No, no, no. It's against our contract for both of us to ski. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw the video. He is adorable. How much does Roger weigh? And he just trots right stride for stride with you. And you're you're kind of a tall oh, he guy. He does. He, he he's about fourteen pounds. So he's a little okay. guy. Just right at the threshold where he can you know fly under the seat in front of me and carry on, which is important. Good. Yeah. Which he loves. He he goes on there and he actually gets really excited to go. He will sit in his travel crate a lot if we're just home working. Say, okay, where are we going today? <laughs> say, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Now, he um, has to have so, his own pet passport, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, we, we have been abroad with him, so he had to go through all the paperwork for that. And um, uh, it, was a, it was a hassle, but of course, it was absolutely worth it. Oh, my gosh. So he has actually been added to your act, correct? So I, 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 right, I, so I created a few illusions uh, around his personality and around his habits. Okay, so give me one example, because we want folks, we're going to, after the show, if folks dash over to roblake.com, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. But give us one of the uh, Roger acts. Sure, I, I make him appear out of an empty box, uh, which is not you know not as exciting right now. But the way it's done in the show, nobody sees it's coming, and nobody can you know expects a dog to appear in the middle of the show. And then he has a few other cameos throughout the show that you know he just has a few surprise appearances, just to make uh, after we've already met him, where every surprise is how did he end up there, and, and it just is a lighthearted fun. And honestly, he steals the show. And one time he was in the wing, you know, on the side of the stage waiting for me to come off. One of my assistants was holding him. Uh, the show is almost over, and he was. I think there was some noise or something backstage. They were worried he was going to be... He loves people, so they, they know he's more comfortable with people. So they took him out of my dressing room and were holding him on the side of the stage just so he'd be, he'd be calm and be fine. And he sees me on stage and he takes off and he runs out to me on the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> and that, that happened to be right at the end of the show when I was about to take my bow. And actually, he got a bigger applause and bow than I did. <laughs> well, I think the musical Annie... I'm sorry, but I think yeah. Roger has more uh, charm than that dog, right? <laughs> So he did a pretty decent block. you got to teach him to do a play bow. Has he learned how to do a play bow yet? No, he, you know, he doesn't need to do that. He just struts out. He can own that stage. That's you know, he, he loves the attention he gets being on stage. So, and, you know, you're 10 years old. You're in that theater, got a crappy seat, but boy, your eyes were open. How do you go about even learning magic? It's kind of a secretive society. So how do you be mm-hmm. able to learn the tricks and vow and, I guess, have a vow of silence? Sure. I started with books from my school library, actually. Okay. And and then I went to the public library. So really, most magic it has to be self-taught. There are no schools here. You know, we don't have Hogwarts here, uh, right. sadly. But there are, you know, a lot of books. And these books have been around for centuries and re-edited you know, by newer magicians. But the principles of magic are the same they've been for years and years. So I had to learn the basics that way. I had a few people who kind of mentored and helped me growing up. One was a local magician in my hometown, and then another one happened to be the magician who whose show I saw. But really, most of it had to be self-taught and just lots and lots of dedication and persistence. Jeez! And in your warehouse, you you probably have some favorite magicians. I'm you know everybody thinks of Harry Houdini and things like that, but can you share a couple of things that you have that you just really are glad you have them? Sure. Um, there's a magician I really know until after he died. It was Doug Henning. I oh yeah. Years after he was on TV and. He was just a joy to watch. Uh, you know, he was very, very lighthearted. And when the illusions worked, he was a surprise to the audience sometimes. But I, I had some things from him. And he was also, uh, when he retired, he sold and gave a lot of illusions to one of the guys who mentored me. So I, I was able to follow that career and that history there. So that's it. One of the coolest things I've got that was passed on was he created an illusion called the water levitation. Oh, he okay. Listed on, a, on a fountain of water. And he performed on his Broadway shows. And then when he when he uh, retired, he gave that to a guy who was one of my mentors. And when he retired, he uh, passed that on to me. Oh, that's a big part of your act, isn't it? It is. It is. 
Hey, folks, we're speaking with Rob Lake. He is the he's the number one magician, state magician in the planet and illusionist. And doggone it, he's got this cool dog named Roger who's just up in the game all around, both on stage and in his life. We're going to learn more what it's like to be a magician with a doggone great dog named Roger after we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. The standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. Cortisone. Antihistamine. Multiple creams. Antibiotics. Spray. Multiple prescriptions. Steroid injections. Spray. Sharp antibiotics. Steroid cream. No results. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to take care of him and to give him the nutrition he needed. A nutritional supplement like Dynavite. To be the healthy, happy dog he is today. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Put some nutrition in your dog. The vet that I trust recommended Dynavite. The dog I have today, because of Dynavite, has a sparkle in his eye, a lush coat, healthy skin. When you rescue a dog, you've got to feed him right for life. Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. 859 428 1000. D I N O V I T E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. Oh. Hi, this is world champion poker player Annie Duke telling you to tune in to Arden Moore and her O Behave show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just check the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm very excited. He's almost my neighbor. His name is Rob Lake. He lives in, well, he lives in Norman, Oklahoma, or he's from there, but he's really travels all over the world. He's rarely home. I'm in the Dallas area. And he has been voted by Caesars Entertainment, the top illusionist in the world. And his own world, he could not predict, would be turned upside down for the best possible ways when he adopted a rescue named Roger. Now, I know you perform on some big stages. Give a little bit of an example of some of the places that you have performed. Oh, uh, all over the world. For the last almost two years, we were at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, which was quite a fun place to be. Nice. Uh, doing two shows a night most of the most of the year. And then uh, I just did Lake Tahoe, Nevada for the winter season, which was gorgeous and just stunning. Oh, yes. And let's see, before that, I was in Asia uh, this fall and all across Europe this fall. So, And then, you know, in the U.S., everywhere from New York City to L.A. and everything in between. Wow, wow. Well, you could be an Uber driver when you give up your magician act, right? <laughs> I could. <laughs> but all I reason I, I kind of teed you up on that, Rob, is because these are really big stages with big audiences. But last month, you gave a special performance in your hometown. I did. It was my first show in my hometown in about four years. 
and it was uh, a benefit show for animal rescue groups here. And tell us about that. How did it go? Who was benefiting? What were some of the, I mean, is it on a high school stage? Where did you do it? Sure. Uh, the, the city I'm in built a beautiful, uh, I think it's 1,400-seat performing arts center. So state oh, nice. Which mostly is used by the school groups, but occasionally they'll have an outside event. So it was just barely big enough for our show. My show uh, is quite large. It takes four semi-trucks to travel my show around. Wow. And uh, we took it over. It was only a few miles away from my secret warehouse. <laughs> but we <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> There's a hint yeah. for you. Yeah, uh, there you go. Okay. I'm going to so get a bloodhound to find it. You know that. You know I'm going to find it. Get a bloodhound. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we took everything over there, and um, it was for animal rescue groups. It was for the Animal Welfare Center, you know, the sanctuary uh, owned by the city here in town. They had a budget issue and were short, and then it was also for a program called Friends for Folks. Friends, friends for, for what? Folks take friends for Folks. Okay. And Friends for Folks takes unwanted or, or undesirable rescue or dogs from the rescue groups, and they take them to a prison program oh. where they uh, go through a training. And that makes them, in all cases, much more uh, desirable and adoptable. And it also makes, uh, they have several dogs that become service dogs. They put dogs in VA centers and hospitals and adult homes and once they've been to this program. So it's a win-win for everybody, for the dogs, for the prisoners, for everybody involved. It's a wonderful program. So our benefit show raised... I think about $45,000 for these groups. Nice, nice. And then the Animal Welfare Sanctuary, what kind of group is that? Sure, that's the city-run animal shelter. Okay, okay. So they, they, they just, uh, I think, uh, in the last few months voted to be uh, no euthanization center, which is wonderful. Yes. But with that, with that change, it you know, you know, increases cost quite a bit. So they were short a bit of money, so we, uh, we put them in our benefit and uh, helped them quite a bit. So the stage is a little tight. You've got the four semis. We do. How did you perform a magic act to make it work? I mean, you have to, I mean, even the ceiling heights, things like that, you have to consider, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have a really uh, wonderful crew. Several have been with me for several years, and they, uh, and and it's it's quite an endeavor to install and set up our show. And any special act that Roger performed for the home audience? Uh, He did, he did his normal bits in the show, and of course, completely stole the show, which you would think would be extra special for a benefit show, but to be honest, he, he steals the show every time. And did you have any of the other animals that were up for adoption? Did you, they get uh, acknowledged, or how did you do that? Sure. You know, they didn't bring any to the facility. They didn't, you know. It's right, a lot of noise. Impulse yeah. buy. And they don't, you know, it's an impulse buy. You know, people really need to make a, you know, a smart decision when they adopt. They did talk about them, and they did have several donation centers, and they raised quite a bit of additional funds that night just from donations, which is, and so we built funds and awareness for these groups as well. That sounds good. So you've done that. Is there something you want to do maybe once a year or for animal causes? Because this sounded like it was a big success. It was a tremendous success. And the animal rescue is one of my big causes I advocate for. So it's something we will definitely make an annual event now. And mm-hmm. because it was so popular and sold out, it was kind of a last-minute plan. We only got one day in the theater to do all this. But next year we're going to try to schedule it so we can do multiple performances to raise more funds for them. And you're going to go and back I to have- Norman? Yeah, Norman? Norman. And then okay. I have been contacted from some other groups around the country about, about doing this, too. So we're trying to figure out how we could make that happen as well. You have a whole new platform of uh, audience, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but most importantly, you know, it's a great way to use my passion and my vocation to raise funds for important causes. No, I, I agree. Now, there's a lot of noise and lights and everything in your magic act. So you said mm-hmm. that uh, Roger really travels well, but how were you able to get him conditioned to just the noise and everything else? Because he seems pretty calm. You know, luckily he came totally calm uh, as is. And I mm-hmm. thought, it would, you know, I, I did not want to put him in a situation where he would be nervous or, or uncomfortable at all. So during the rehearsal process, I let him sit out until he would see the show 
with elements being installed little by little. We don't rehearse okay, all good. the lighting usually. We don't rehearse the full volume. So, we, you know, he was basically in the theater napping in his, his little day bed in the, in the front of the theater. And I gave him free range of the theater. He could walk around and sniff things and get comfortable in there. Luckily, he came totally house trained when I got him. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so he, he he's basically been able to feel at home and at ease. So normally during the show, he'll either be sleeping in my dressing room or just sleeping on the side of the stage until somehow he just knows it's about his time coming. He'll wake up and perk up and get very excited to come out. And did you, have you trained him any tricks? I mean, this, you're a man that your whole life is about tricks. Is there any special tricks you've taught Roger? Um, <laughs> you know, not really. You know, I mean, you know, he knew how to sit. He's really, really a people person. Mm-hmm. So he always wants to be by my side. So it's, you know, really, I haven't had any behavior issues with him at all. Nice. And the, the illusions in the show and the, and the stunts he does in the show were all based on his size and his personality and things he was doing already. Good. It wasn't like something he had to adapt and do or, you know, I didn't have to make him do something that was abnormal for him. Well, you know, they read our energy and our pets. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking he's digging, you say he's a people person. He's digging the applause, Absolutely. isn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's probably, he, that's he probably better he, than he a treat. I want to leave that stage. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you never knew your competition was going to be four-legged with a tail, did you? No, that's right. That's why I have to limit him to three spots in the show. Can't give him too much time. It is your show, after all. So let's talk about the uh, illusion of uh, losing, well, not losing, but making a million dollars disappear from an armored truck. You want to bring our listeners up on that? That's a pretty good thing. But that was by far the most difficult illusion I ever attempted. Wow. So give us the backstory on that. Where were you, and uh, how did you say, oh, yeah, I can do that? Well, looking back, I don't know why I said I could do that, but I did. But it's about three years ago, I think, um, Caesars Entertainment, who is the biggest gaming company in the world. They own Harris Casinos and Caesars Casinos and, right. and multiple properties all over the country and the world, actually. They called me, and they had a promotion where they were giving away a million dollars cash a week at almost wow. all the properties. Mm-hmm. And they had these armored trucks that they bought in each of the locations that would just drive around, and they were you know, wrapped and branded just to promote the event. So to make this uh, event uh, happen, to still announce the event, we made an armored truck appear out of thin air on a stage outdoors in broad daylight with about 15,000 people all around. Wow. And I know you're not going to tell us how, but okay, so I'm just sitting around and say, hey, honey, there's a big truck that just popped into view, all right? Exactly. It's, uh, you know, the fact is we we had to create this entire illusion in less than two weeks' time, which made it really challenging. Wow. And uh, just we had to engineer, uh, armored truck weighs about 20 tons. Okay. So we had to engineer a special stage just to hold the weight of it. Elements that you normally wouldn't have to think about, we had to factor in all these other things, including the security involved oh, yeah. in a million dollars cash. The money definitely was in that armored truck. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So everybody's watching. There's like 15,000 in-person people, right? Correct. All right. You and we had a platform, and we, I think we threw out frisbees or balls. We got a bunch of people, maybe 20 or 30 people at random, and they surrounded the stage in a full circle and held hands to make sure nothing could come from below or behind. And we had people who sat below the stage just to make sure nothing could come from below. And an audience all around, and then uh, we held up a curtain, and within a matter of about two seconds, an armored truck materialized on this table. Did they hear it? Did it make a big hum? Uh, I think so. I think the whole, I think the whole city shook. <laughs> And you said that, I mean, seriously, how do you learn how to do that? That, that It's not one of your magic books that you checked out of your um, school library. Absolutely. It's it's definitely not. And it's something that really, you know, had to be done within two weeks' time. So looking back at the situation, there's a moment when when I was on stage in the illusion work because we were building and changing and working on things up until probably about an hour before the performance. Oh, my God. Uh, Just because it was such a rush thing. We hadn't slept in a few days. But when it actually all came together and worked... I kind of had one of those, you know, moments where I realized how 
cool is all the good things and all the bad things, all the lessons I learned had all paid off and really prepared me for that one one moment. You know, I realized from when uh, an illusion went wrong as a kid uh, and it, you know, devastated me in a performance, you know, how to solve that. And that, you know, that one lesson helped me with this. Every other lesson I learned had really helped me prepare for that moment. So that was a really cool sensation and an ability to reflect on it and realize that, you know, dedication, persistence do pay off. Well, you, you brought up a good point. I mean, you can't be 100% all the time. So as advice to budding magicians and even people that are in other fields that are taking on really big challenges, what kind of lessons, what do you do when something doesn't quite go right? Give an example and how do you use that as a lesson learned? Um, you know, well, now everything in my show, when we put a new illusion in, we talk about and rehearse every possible contingency. Okay. So there's a plan A, plan B, plan C, and we actually rehearse those contingencies with my whole staff as often as we rehearse the illusion. So if something does go wrong, we know how to cover it and, and keep the magic alive and, uh, and ultimately make sure the audience never notes. So that's um, that's something we plan for and prepare for. But still, sometimes things will go wrong. Like we had a, a power outage where the entire theater lost power halfway through a show. We had... Any, oh, no. Much, so that's, that's the case. And so I had the audience turn on their cell phones and you know, they lit up the stage with their cell phones so it could continue until they got the power back. And we had a few other you know things like that that just happened so that you never can plan for. But we do our best to plan and be prepared. I bet the audience dug that. They got to be part of the show. Absolutely. They did. It was, it was a unique, memorable time. And uh, so what's next? Where are you heading now? Sure. This spring, uh, we were all over the country, a lot of special events and theater tours and some casinos. So check uh, my website, robblake.com, for our show dates. And then... Um, We'll probably be sitting down somewhere for the summer again. Check our website. I don't want to announce things too soon, but everything's usually on our website. But I think we're going to be in the U.S. here for a couple months, which will be nice. Well, yeah, you can do road trip with Roger, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I mean, I know, don't you have a television show too? I'm sorry. I thought you were in some kind of a, you've had some roles in like the Phantom of the Opera and Beauty and the Beast, things like that. So not just stage, but you also have done other work, right? Well, yeah. Right. For, for, yes, for those shows, I actually create a lot of illusions. So um, I've created the illusions for over 900 productions of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, the musical. Oh my and gosh. I've created illusions and special effects for several productions of Phantom of the Opera and Wizard of Oz and Peter Pan and lots of shows that use magic. I love to create illusions and I've created some for other magicians, but I've also loved the theater. So I love the chance to create magic for other magical productions too. If we're watching the Phantom of the Opera or Beauty and the Beast or give me an, uh, so the next time we see it, we're going to say, oh, that was a Rob Lake illusion. It very well could be. For example, in Beauty and the Beast, uh, a lot of magical things happen. There's a rose where the petals magically fall off on the right cue, and there's a beast that magically levitates and transforms into a prince. So those are the things that a theater company would come to me and say, hey, we're putting on the show. How do we do this? And we either rent them or uh, the illusions or provide them the magic or um, you know, create something custom for their scenario as well. So you've got your laptop probably sitting at a Starbucks and people around you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> very, very true. So where do you see yourself in five years from now? What's something you really want to do in the world of pets and in the world of magic? You know, I want to keep doing these benefits for these pets. I always want to have dogs around me. That's where I see myself, you know, in five years, having uh, dogs around me. But as long as I'm loving this, I want to keep doing magic. I have so many ideas for new illusions and I love performing them and I have so much fun bringing wonder and enchantment to audiences. So as long as I'm still loving this, and I, you know, twenty something years I've already have been loving it, I still see myself performing all over the world and on TV and, and amazing audiences, and really just sharing a sense of wonder and excitement, which right now I think we all really, really need. Oh, I agree. And you also, I understand, try to keep yourself physically fit too. I see you jogging. Uh, Roger needs to pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> 
you know, he loves his walks. He lo- he, he never <laughs> wants to stop walking. Um, he's a great walker. But no, I, I do. My show is very physically demanding. And I, in my spare time, which has not been recently, I love to do triathlons. But I, I do try to run and swim and go to the gym as often as I possibly can, even when I'm traveling. That's very good advice. You know, I know that to you, it's more than just tricking an audience. You really are trying to bring magic into the lives of your audience, correct? Correct, absolutely. All right. Well, again, we're talking with Rob Lake. We got the International Magician of the Year, folks. Not bad, huh? That's better than pulling a rabbit out of a hat. And uh, I love uh, one day to hope to meet Roger, his Yorkie mutt he rescued a year ago, who also rescued you, I think, a little bit too, Rob. Oh, totally. <laughs> and please, guys, find out where he's performing. Just It's easy. He has a very easy name, RobLake.com. you got like the smallest website name ever. That was pure magic. It's almost the same letters as magic. There you go, right? Perfect. I know. Look at it. So once again, I'm very glad that we've had Rob Lake on our show. I've learned a lot about magic, but I still haven't found out where his secret warehouse is. We're going to get those bloodhounds to work and find out where it is. But please, guys, go check out his shows. Go to roblake.com. I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the Wizard of Paz for this show and all the shows on Pet Life Radio. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.